0: Your mom is old but you still listen to her. Religious people love to feel like they're right. Your blood starts to boil when someone says something that's against what you believe cuz you're thinking, nah. "You cannot be transformed without the Holy Spirit moving you."
1: I'm just a man and I'm able to tell people to do things and things happen. So if I'm able to do that, I can't even imagine what you, the Savior, is able to do. Like you're able so far
0: this week we've been talking about great faith on the podcast, right? But then we talked about Christ being moved with compassion. It is not enough to have faith or action. You have to do both.
1: We're back to our regular degula schmegula. <laughs> we
0: are back, baby. You know what, though? I miss the festive music because we're back to... whereas I'm like uh, my head is still at (laughs) but hello everybody thanks for tuning in I was literally just thinking yo we have been at Virtuous for a whole year well no we started like April it feels like it's a whole year boy (laughs) it feels like it's been a long time and you know what I genuinely hope like my earnest prayer is that someone has been blessed Mm. listening to us and that someone has been touched to draw nearer to christ um that someone has felt the need to get back into i guess establishing a deeper relationship with god Mm -hmm. please let us know because it really makes what we do um I don't want to say worthwhile, but it it fills us with warmth to yeah. know that someone has been blessed. It's encouraging. It is encouraging. Mm. And so I've probably said it a few times this week, but yo, give us some encouragement this festive season. Give us a bit of a festive follow, you get me. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we're back to our normal um, Friday drops. Exactly. Uh, or just our, fr- our normal Friday episodes. And I'm going to be covering Wednesday since we left you guys hanging on the Tuesday 12th of December. Obviously, 12 days and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But in this lesson, it is entitled, Send Her Away Wednesday. Ooh. And you know what, actually, one thing I hope that we've done is... Reinvigorate people's desire to read the lesson studies. Always. Sabbath school lessons. I hope that people have clocked already. You don't just come to listen to us. You come with your Sabbath quarterlies ready to read and listen together. Yes. Or you would have read it beforehand. You know, you get me. Mm. This lesson, right? We are still looking at the Canaanite mother Mm -hmm. and the fact that she came to Christ with a real faith though she was not part of god's chosen people at the time the jewish brothers was looking at her like ah, side eye why are you here and that's why it's <laughs> entitled send her away because them man was saying send her away now so me go mean. and um one thing i really took away from this was bruh we love to feel special uh-huh we love to like i don't know what it is but we love to feel Pampered, we love to feel elite, exclusive. Yeah, exclusive. What's up with that? What's the deal with that?
1: Because even like, you know, like sometimes if you, especially because I'm limiting the type of music I listen to. Uh, but before some of the music i used to listen to i am be like oh have you heard this song and so i like oh that is such an old song like <laughs> yeah, yeah get yeah. with, it, get or with it or if you start listening to an artist and people are like oh you guys you're just jumping on the wave now we're day one and like, like I, what then people jar me i'm That's like what's so your business jarry. so jarring yeah like, your mom is old but you still listen to her
0: exactly there you go <laughs> people <laughs> love to feel special like mm. i've been doing that mm. do you know what i mean and and almost like to rub their superior faces, even though Basically. it's not superior, yeah. they just feel special. Mm. And
1: to be honest with you, like... I mean, sorry, sorry note: if I've ever said to you, sorry, innit? I'm, <laughs> I'm changing.
0: <laughs> so the Jewish man, them obviously felt superior to this Canaanite woman, right? Because mm. they were like, mm, excuse me, can you see that Christ is not interested in you? Please go away. Exclusive. Exclusive energy. Mm. If there's anything I feel has... Obviously, we've been studying mission to the unreached, right? People who have not yet been reached. Mm -hmm. If there's anything that has been an absolute stumbling block, a barrier, a wall to those people being reached and why I think there are so many unreached people at this very day is because of that energy. It's that energy of mm, I'm more elite than you. I'm more superior. Yeah. Like,
1: like you said earlier in the week, gatekeeping Christ. Mm-hmm. Why do we do that? And the thing, the scariest part about it is, we, we sometimes we do it unconsciously. We don't even realize Th- yeah. we're doing it. That is the problem, though, mm-hmm. as well, that we are not even aware of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Even in in the in a church where there are two people who believe the same thing, if there's a slight small disagreement or a misinterpretation of something whereby I think one thing and you think another immediately that's conflict yeah immediately that's yo you're wrong I'm right and it's a back and forth it's a bit of a argument as to who is right that Mm. bickering is so unnecessary but we always feel I feel like and again I'm so sorry to come for smoke but like religious people love to feel like they're right
1: I don't know what that is I'm not gonna lie I used to be like that as well and what would you think that was, if you reflect back? It was just self. You think it's just self? Yeah, no, it was not. It is anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just self, like wanting to to show off, basically. Like I know better than you. Mm. Instead of realizing that it doesn't matter what I know, uh, what no, it matters because. Yeah. But the most important is saving people for Christ's kingdom. That's literally Mm. my only thing. So it's only when I realized my purpose that I stopped caring about that. I don't care if you think I'm wrong or I, I genuinely don't care about that. What I care about is I want to make sure that you understand, like, I want to understand your point of view yeah, and I want you to understand my point of view and then we can come together and actually study the word itself. So I think that's what's changed in me. Yeah. Wow.
0: And I guess there has always been a part of me that wants, like like any human being, right? Wants to feel like they are in the correct position, that they Mm -hmm. are right. But the problem with me is when someone comes at me with uh, a statement that isn't in alignment with what I believe in my faith, because I didn't have the the knowledge, the backing, the, I think this week we discussed like an objection hand- handler, a counteract, mm-hmm. to your point. I always kind of skirted away from any conflict because I'm yeah. like, mm, I know they're wrong, but for a fact, I can't back myself. Mm. That was the energy I came with. I still wanted to be right, but I just didn't have the words to do that which is probably why i didn't get into too many arguments but i know for a fact i i had no energy for those things mm. but there was something innate in all of us i think definitely one thing i have is if i'm going to believe something in my life i obviously don't want to believe something that's fake right Hundred. <laughs> i and so for that reason it like your blood starts to boil when someone says <laughs> something that's against what you believe because mm-hmm. you're thinking yo That's not it, because Mm. this is what I believe. I believed it for the whole, however many years of life I've lived. But yet you're saying something different. Mm -hmm. It's just very, very triggering. So I think that kind of attitude needs to be set aside, not just by myself and michelle but each and every single one of us because that is the only way that we are going to reach the people who have not yet been reached is having an attitude like christ where he took his disciples out of their comfort zones and moved them to places that practice paganism and idolatry and things that were basically disappointing and disobedient to what god's instruction has been you know Mm -hmm. How, how can we go to those places with the same attitudes that we have right now? We need to ensure that we enter those places with Christ's attitude. And, and the fact that we can reflect Christ also is, is the only way we're going to reach people and touch people. Because let's be real, you cannot be transformed without the Holy Spirit moving you. Mm. And so therefore, how can the Holy Spirit dwell in you if you aren't right with God? Um, but one thing I definitely learned from this is that God showed no partiality. Oh, He showed no partiality whatsoever. He showed and demonstrated that he loved and cared for everyone. And it's that piece again of having love, humility and compassion for everyone. You know, people who are helpless and needy, people who aren't even in the same faith, who who may be even like atheists. We talked about mission to the powerful and the fact that we can think often oh they don't need our help they don't need anything because they got it all mm-hmm. that's wrong sometimes there are the people who
1: are in deep need mm. and so that's definitely a, a reflection piece for us A 100 percent. up uh, there is this lesson our uh, final day is faith on earth question mark when i read this i was like what's going on here but it starts us off in Luke 18, and he talks about uh, a widow and a judge. And this widow is basically, so it says that the judge, he didn't, he wasn't a follower of Christ. He didn't love God, and he didn't respect people. Right? He just he just sounds like a bad mind judge. I'm not gonna lie. And she goes to him and says, "Listen, can you like have mercy on me? Can you stop my adversaries or my, <laughs> on my oppressors? Yeah. Can you like tell them to chill and stuff?" And she keeps going to the judge, and he. It, The way the story comes off is he at first it was just like kind of ignoring her. But then afterwards, finally, he says to to himself, do you know what? Let me help this woman because if I don't help her, she's going to keep coming back to me. So let me just help her to kind of shut her up, right? But the point of the story was if a judge who doesn't respect God and has no love for people is able to listen to this woman's pleas and answer them, what more can God who actually loves you how what more can he do like when you pray he's quick to answer your prayers and I think a lot of times we always say this like oh yeah if you pray um, the answer is always yes no or maybe and I feel like for me personally when I, whenever I used to hear that I would only hear yes and maybe I'm not I'm like the no doesn't exist to me but actually when you look at it as when you ask something from the Lord if he knows that it is right for you he will grant it to you and now having that 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 kind of thought process I think it helps me out. So if I'm, if I'm asking for something, let's say if I'm asking for a job that I've been praying for, like I need a new job and I don't get it, I'm no longer like, oh, why? But I prayed and I fasted for five days and you didn't give this to me. I'm now like, ah, oh, okay, well, I thought this was good for me. Clearly you don't. That means whatever you have in store for me is even greater than this. So I like that it opened up with that story another thing that i like is it actually provides us with a few people who showed great faith we've been talking about faith this whole time and it talks about a story of a centurion man right who had a servant who was ill so it goes up to jesus and this is found in matthew chapter 8 it goes up to jesus and is like listen uh, my servant is really ill like can you can you please help him and then Jesus is like, all right, cool. No worries. Um, I'll pop by your house so I can like heal this person. And then the centurion guy is like, no, no, no. First of all, m- like my house is not even worthy of you to even step in. Right. And number two, I have like servants who I can tell them go there and they'll go or come here and they'll come um and even slaves who i tell them what to do and when i first read this i was like boy what are you talking about because the next thing that jesus says is you have great faith and i was like jesus what what did you see Mm. that i didn't so i had to go back and read and i was like ah i get what he's saying he's basically saying i'm just a man and i'm able to tell people to do things and things happen so if i'm able to do that i can't even imagine what you the saviour is able to do like you're able to just speak and i know my servant is going to be well and i'm like that's why jesus like says this man oh, yeah. i've ne- in all of israel i've never met someone with as much faith as this for someone to say that uh and i was thinking how much faith do we have as christians because sometimes things don't happen to us not because jesus isn't alive or not because jesus doesn't exist but because your own faith is limiting his power in your life because how is it that this man goes up and says, listen, you don't even you don't even have to step foot in my house. Just say the word and it's done. Mm, that is high key sad, isn't what? it? Is it? No, if if we. Oh, for us yeah. to not have that fit. Yeah. I was thinking, I thought you meant <laughs> it. it. Was <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um. <laughs> no, it's actually so sad. And it's it's something that I'm now challenging myself to to not limit jesus now i'm not i don't want to use jesus as a genie and i think that's what i personally always battle with because i don't want to feel like i'm like oh jesus i want to be a millionaire because it's just like but why like <laughs> why and yeah. probably if i was i'd probably you know stop reading my bible and doing my devotion so maybe it's right that i'm not so that i can stay on that path but more like like i said earlier in psalms 26 2 is it two? psalms 26 2 yes like to examine me and judge me of my my thoughts and my desires um and hopefully give me that feedback as well on what I think about because I feel the more you study the more you get closer to Jesus the more you get close to God in your study life and your devotion the more you understand what his true purpose is for you and so when different things happen that mm-hmm. you know are not really nice or whatever you're just like okay I understand what's going on I know why God is doing this and I accept it or when there's times when you're like Listen Jesus. I'm I'm going through it. I need you to pull through. And I know you're going to pull through. Have in Im- Im- have enough faith to know that God is there every single time that you need him. Okay.
0: I like this may be a little self-incriminating and a little bit bad. I love a bit of self-incrimination. Let's let have <laughs> You just it. want to hear it from me, but um <laughs> I I guess like this Sabbath that has just passed, I felt like was the first time in a while for me that I felt quenched by every word I read in the Bible Ooh. Um, I'm quenched doing, you were yeah.
1: proper satisfied I, I know I was proper
0: satisfied That's nice. I was like uh, I had to look at myself almost felt like an out of body experience where I was like are you alright like mm. what's going on like every word it just felt like oh mm. I needed that it felt like so re-energizing mm-hmm. and I spent most of Sabbath sleeping. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you know, but December 1, rail strikes hit real bad. Yeah. And my mum ended up on the train. Um, she got on the train at 6 p.m. Didn't get to King's Cross until 2.30 a.m. What? Yes. She was stuck in the middle of nowhere between, like, literally, the train did not move for that long. Oh it was meant to be a goodness. two-hour journey. And so for that reason, she couldn't get home. So we had to go get her, right? Um And so because of that, I had to spend, that was like a Friday night, Sabbath, I just like rested most of it, but I just felt so like, tired. Mm. And there was something deep in me that was saying, yo, like, open the word, open the word. As I opened the word, I felt like reinvigorated, like, like vigor was coming at like me for each word that I read. Mm -hmm. And there was a scripture that kind of, well, I'm going to read it. James 2 verse 24, you see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. Mm -hmm. Interesting to me because I was like, so far this week, we've been talking about great faith on the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. But then we talked about Christ being moved with compassion. It is not enough to have faith or action. You have to do both. Both. You have to absolutely do both. Mm. And as we're waiting for Christ to return, you need to have faith. And the only way to grow your faith is to spend dedicated amount of time, uh, dedicated, private, intimate time, building your relationship and deepening your relationship with God, of course. Praying, studying, all of that good stuff. Worshipping, studying with your friends and family. And then coupled with that, is moving, you know, being moved by the Holy Spirit to take action mm. in whatever work it is that he's got for you in store. So mm. people are like, okay, you know, when you read Revelation and think about Christ's return, there's gonna be bad stuff that goes down. You know, you, you read that like yep. calamities and, and wars and whatnot. Basically and what's happening. We're seeing that today. Mm-hmm. So people often feel more scared by the idea of Christ's return because you're like "Ah, I know all of this bad stuff is going to happen and one thing I read was like don't worry about that bad stuff because at the end of the day if you're making sure you're right with God and you're making sure you're doing the right things ultimately you're going to look forward to Christ's return 100% and so that for me was a reminder again make sure not just to be focused on your faith because I feel like a lot of the times we are so focused on just like, I'm making sure I read the Bible and doing all of this good stuff. Mm -hmm. But then it's almost like missing a real key part to your faith, which is the action part. And a lot of the times also people are doing so busy working at church and doing all the action, doing all the action at work or wherever you may be. But then you haven't done the thing that you should be doing, which is also growing your faith. Yeah, And so I think... In this season again, and I know I've said this many, many times, in this festive season, in the month of December, for sure, there's going to be a lot of us taking time out of work. While we're taking time out of work, what are you doing to be productive in your spiritual walk with God?
1: I actually really like that. And, you know, we actually haven't been doing like proper virtuous challenges with our festive jobs. I think we had a few here and there. Um, so just to continue... We're going to give you a virtuous challenge. And this is taken from the quarterly. So unfortunately, I can't even take credit for this. I will not take credit for this. But your challenge is to, with everything that Iris just said, open your heart in prayer for a greater portion of faith with which to share your love for those um, near and far. Amen. That's pretty much what you in action, isn't it? Yeah. So
0: good luck with that, guys. <laughs> Catch you next week.